Brought to you by the cream of the crop of the Gopher League. We're back with our uh, you know, third, maybe fourth, I think, fifth, I don't know, episode of the season. It's been a while since we've uh, graced your ears, audience. Uh, so we're excited to be back. I'm here, as always, with my, my co-host, Chris. We are on the precipice of the playoffs. They start in one day from now when you guys will be hearing this live um, not live, but you'll be hearing it delayed. Um, but it'll be one day until the playoffs begin on Thursday night. Uh, so get excited for that. That said, Chris, what's up? Oh, Matt, haven't talked to you in what four, five, six weeks, probably since the last time we and recorded one of these. Yeah, yeah no, it's thank, been thank God a for pleasure that. for the both of us. I know, right? Um, what have you been up to? You know, it's been busy and good. Uh, don't really remember last time we chatted, but uh, Hawaii with uh, our dear commissioner, Ryan, and his wife, and that was a good time. Um, did, yeah, did a bunch of stuff. I will say, I'm disappointed to say, we did not watch Sunday football while we were in Hawaii. And it was just a real shame. But I think I won anyway, so that's all, all that really matters. What time then, does it start? Sorry. Oh, what yeah. Time well, no. Well, let's go. Let's see. It's four hours, so eight a.m. It's only a four-hour time difference from central was, to. Yeah, I was shocked by that. I thought it was six. I thought it was but, like seven or something. Interesting. Yeah, no, four. Not so bad. Wow. Wow. Um, I think West Coast is probably the sweet spot for like being able to wake up on a Sunday and watch football and not like have to waste time. Right, but also not being so early that you risk if you are doing something the night before sleeping too late. I think I'd like mountain time because I like doing. I like getting stuff out of the way before. Uh, That's fair. Uh, Agree with that. So I like you know I like working out or going to do groceries or something before the games start, and I feel like I usually am ready and settled in around eleven a.m. But then I don't want to watch the pregame coverage, and then I sit around for an hour. Gotcha. So I'd take 11 of them. Okay. Commenters or listeners, let us know in the comments what you'd uh, prefer. East Coast. Yeah. Uh, Hit us off. I don't know what time Japan is. Yeah, I think that I would be... Uh, yeah, that would that'd suck. <laughs> well, what else did you do in Hawaii then other than not watch football? Did you guys hike? Uh, yeah, a lot of hiking. I, um, you know, not everyone on the trip swam, but uh, Rachel and I definitely swam. Um, Hang uh, ten. Ate a bunch. Ate a bunch of good food. Uh, you know, just enjoyed the weather. Uh, did some sailing. Surfed with some. Uh, unfortunately, no, which I was pretty devastated about. Um, it's overrated. But uh, doubtful. Um, did some snorkeling with some. Uh, sea turtles and yeah it was really good and then came back to a pretty surprisingly quiet work uh the past week or two so you know past three weeks probably the best three weeks i've had in three years so wow i'm doing well nice. and then here i am in the playoffs so 
Yeah, yeah. This, a, that'll. So, 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 like your your downtime at work, your your run in the playoffs will be short lived. Is what you're, what I'm getting. That's what I'm. That's what I'm predicting. Because I have downtime at work, my run is going to be short. Or what? what no, no, no. Saying? I'm saying, I'm saying, you have a down a downturn at work where you're a little bit less busy. It sounds like you're saying that's short lived, and I'm saying that's similar to your playoff uh, run. No, doubtful. And we'll get into it, but I, I think this team's got a deep run, a lot deeper than my predictions are going to have for you, actually. But Ouch. I don't want to spoil anything. But anyways, mm. yeah, how are you? What's new? I'm good. I'm good. I haven't uh, talked to you in a while. It's been a pleasure. Um, did a little traveling myself. Went to Nashville. Went to Charleston. Thanks to our loyal listener, Wes, for some good uh, recommendations down in Charleston. Yeah, a couple, uh, couple questions on both yeah. of those. Nashville, how are the bridesmaids? Uh, are you getting at our our group's attire or other bridesmaids? Uh, other, given the the stereotype of the city. Oh, um, it was nice. It was a it was a fun time. There were a lot of people out and about. Um, First night was pretty wild. I'll uh, I'll tell you this story because I don't think I've actually told you this. And uh, you know, fuck it, we're doing it live, right? <laughs> uh, so, so uh, this is one of the craziest wild. Like it was insane. So on Friday night, Jake and I got down there. That's you. You met Jake. Get down there at uh, like ten o'clock. So we, we ended up having to change our flight around and something was going on. So we got down there late and uh, we met Ian, my roommate, and then Steven, my, like our other friend, those two have been down there drinking a little bit and we met them out on Broadway, the like main drag that Friday yep. night. And uh, we, we got into it quick. So it was already 10 o'clock. So we're, we're doing drinks, right. we're taking some shots, doing some bombs, a lot of fun, right? The, every bar you went to, they were like, two to three live bands, a different band on every floor. A lot of fun, all of them. And, you know, I'm not a huge country music guy, but I, I, I enjoy it to a degree. Um, every band was awesome, too. It was, like, wild. A lot of fun, right? So we're kind of hopping from, from bar to bar, and eventually we settle on um, – I'm forgetting the name of it, but we're settled on this bar on, on, the, on a corner on Broadway – and we have this great spot, right? We are on the first floor. There's a live band playing. We're like right in front. Group on the dance floor. We're all having a having a blast. And uh, Ian's like getting ready to. He's kind of like getting a little. Uh, we're all hammered, but so and and he is obviously as well. And he <laughs> decides he's like ready to leave. So. Oh, do we have a case of the wedding story? Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. <laughs> kind of like that. So, so Steve's like trying to like corral him and like keep him there. And he's kind of like mad and he grabs him by like the collar, um, like somewhat aggressively. Like I caught Jake and I were still on the dance floor when this was happening. They're like off to yeah. the side by the door and I'm just like walking over to him and I catch it. I'm like, Oh shit. Like what's going on? I'm like getting into a fight or something. <laughs> instantaneously there's a bouncer right behind him and right as he does it he just pushes him right out the front door <laughs> that guy needs a raise yeah he was, he was Johnny on the spot 
so then uh eventually like ian gets back in he's like standing by the door like smiling and waving at steve it's pretty funny and uh then eventually steve gets back in like you know they talk talk to the bouncer that we're all like friends it wasn't like a, a, a you yeah. know fight right <laughs> so then we're back in there and we make our way back to the dance floor where we, we we're back to where we were a lot of fun good tunes great spot and all of a sudden ian's gone so like we're hanging out at this bar ian's disappeared and we're just kind of chilling there for a little bit and then we're like all right time to go calling ian voicemail straight to voicemail straight to voicemail straight to voicemail come like five times so we get to check in take an uber back to the hotel still voicemail 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 <laughs> and uh then i try to call like i'm like it's like three in the morning and i'm like fuck i can't like go to bed i'm kind of nervous right now uh so i call like the non-emergency like police department line yeah voicemail three times i tried three years roughly times what? i try that so is Voice- it your phone no it they there was hmm. no one picking up the line <laughs> so then i'm like well shit now what do i do do i call 911 yeah so that's what ultimately what happened <laughs> oh boy Call 911 at like 3.15 in the morning. Yeah, not an emergency. Friends missing. Blah, blah, blah. He looks like this. This is where we last saw him, whatever the bar was called. Yeah. They're like, yeah, all right, well, we'll send somebody over. So (laughs) then it's like 3.30 in the morning. We're all drunk and we're just kind of like getting ready to go to bed. And like 4 o'clock, in comes Ian. (laughs) (laughs) And he just kind of like starts telling us the story of his night. He was like sprinting down Broadway, apparently. He was like running back and forth across this bridge that's along the river. And then like he couldn't find his way home. So he like started knocking on the window of this car. And he's like, oh, I can't find my way home. I, I don't know what to do, blah, 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 blah. So then you know, the guy like lets him in. It's a door dash. So they make like three deliveries. <laughs> and then the guy drops him off at our hotel like somehow he didn't remember the 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 address and oh, our room that's awesome. and then at 8 30 then we all go to bed what i so here, here's my question of the story um he's you know doing some deliveries on doordash who's getting out to hand the food to people is he in you know earning his keep <laughs> i don't think so i don't think he was uh. But, uh, yeah, no, so eventually we all get back, or he gets back, or asleep, and then I hear this pound on the door at 8.30, so like five hours after I called the police, yeah. and it's a cop, and it's like, uh, <laughs> hey, he found his way back, she didn't really care, she's like, all right, sounds good, thanks, and uh, yeah, that was night one, that was night one in Nashville, lost, lost his phone somewhere in the city. Oh yeah, so that was uh, hence the inability to call him. But well, uh, yeah, wild, wild then, first night. Just, just uh, keeping it brief for our listeners, but I'm curious. When did the Charleston trip fit in that? And how did choose going there? Yeah, so the second night in Nashville was Saturday. 
that night was a lot more tame. We wore our, our Let's Get Nasty hot pink tanks out. People like that. We saw Tia from The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They wouldn't let me talk she to her. Cool. They said I was They said I was too creepy. Um, what? Who said that? They said, we were, they were like, we were kind of lurking around them. She was like in the back corner of this bar that we were at. And I, I wanted to just like go say hi and like get a picture or something in our tanks. And they, they wouldn't let me. They said we were lurking too long and it was weird. Huh. Um, hence why I had no fear on on uh, last night when I was approaching a celebrity. Oh yes, had to course. had to get it in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Charleston. I was just like, I gotta. Eat, I want to use up my vacation days. I have like three left. Take the days off before Thanksgiving. Want to go somewhere where I can fly from Nashville? That's not like. Wow, far had away. a lot of extra PTO. Could have uh, just come to Hawaii. I would say that would have been a lot more expensive. Probably less expensive than you think, but you know, live and learn. Anyway, so does that, you, does you that mean, does that mean the you? figures? Yeah, I was just there for like a couple days. Did some. Did a couple tours, historical tours, went to some plantation, yeah. did some cool running time. around the city. Yep, yep. Wes gave me some good spots to go that I hit up. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. Good times. Then last go. night, last night, real oh, quick, real quick. Oh, yeah, no, no one cares about this, but go for no, it. No, this is pretty slick. I got to meet Sam uh, Presti or whatever his name is, the GM of the um, – Oklahoma City Thunder. So we're at the we're at the um, Milwaukee Panthers game last night, Jake and I, because I, I made him buy season tickets with me because of uh, I, I was so I thought they were going to have a, a crazy awesome season because we got that top five recruit. Is that not the case? Are they are they pretty mediocre? They so are far? absolutely terrible. They are a horrible oh, basketball team. The, the the way that they run this offense is ridiculous. Every freaking possession should be going through. Um, yeah. Why am I forgetting? I'm blanking on his name right now. Pat Ball so Lujan. good. Every, You're so good. Every, but... <laughs> every, every play, should, every freaking offensive possession should be run through Pat Baldwin. And the guy, they have him like standing in the corner. And like, what? he should be ball dominant. It makes no sense at all. Um, and we suck. We're like two and eight. We got, we got, we lost to Rhode Island by like 24 last night. Rhode Island at home with NBA scouts in the, in the house. But I digress. The investment has not paid off from a, a dollars and cents standpoint yet for, for the, yeah, yeah, the value yeah. of how good the team is. I did catch a t shirt last night. David Gruber was there also. So that was a highlight. I thought, and then uh, and then Jake and I did some real serious serious creeping on the the man sitting right in front of us because they look suspicious. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it turned out it was the GM of uh, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder with his uh, I think it was his third command based on what I the research I I did. Um, just texting some guy named Mark, head coach of uh, OKC's guy named Mark. So it was one of our he tells oh on his, he, he was on his phone the whole night taking uh taking oh notes. It was like, they, just looked, <laughs> they just 
they look suspicious. Jake sent me a text at like with like ten minutes left in the game. Like I think the guy in front of us is so and so. I had not had any thought of it until then. And then we were like hardcore creeping for the last ten minutes as UWM got their butts kicked. Turned out it was him on the walkout. I uh, we were like kind of like slowly leaving. They were right behind us, and then I asked the third in command guy, like, "Oh, is that the GM for OKC?" And he said, "Yep." And then I was like, "What's up, man? Can we get a picture?" And then he was, <laughs> took that picture with us, and he was actually like a really nice person. He like walked. We we ended up walking out with him from where our seats all the way out like outside onto the street, had a nice conversation with him. He was very friendly. Very good guy. I think you it might, seemed. I think you might be, um, I don't know, over imagining how famous the GM Oklahoma city, uh, longest tenured, but- longest, longest, longest tenure GM in the league drafted Kevin Durant blew yeah, up that, the team. Well, that's, <laughs> he's only the longest tenured GM because we got rid of Danny H for the Celtics just last year. So, it's a new, it's a new uh, achievement for him. Anyways, well, he was we, uh, he was also the GM at 29 years old, second youngest of all time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, well, great. We we now have left 10 minutes uh, of my allocated time to talk fantasy football in whatever this question that you want to pose is. Uh, should we change subjects? Oh yeah, we can do that. That question, I was like forgetting <laughs> what you're talking about. All right, so this one, we, we to our listeners, we didn't we didn't have a chance, unfortunately, because we're so busy, uh, to look into your into the mailbox this this time around. Trust us, though, we will get to your questions. We care deeply about each and every one of them. Um, just like uh, just like Santa gets every little kid's letter, we get all of yours, and don't worry, we read them and check them twice. Exactly. All right, so I'm hoping that the app doesn't cut out because I do need to check something on my phone for this one. So we'll see what happens here. But this question comes in from a father of a member of the league. So he is asking for some advice on how to uh, approach a texting, how to continue a texting conversation. So keep that in mind. Can you still hear me? Yep. Sweet. Help it out. Yep. All right, sick. All right, so at 3.22, 3.32 this, this afternoon, this guy, this, this father of a member of the league, sends a text to his son and says, would you like to meet up with a hottie who just moved downtown? Okay. No, 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 no further context. Four minutes later, yes or no? No further context. <laughs> Uh, his his son has not responded yet. They they did chat briefly on a, on a call uh, around what the hell he was talking about. Um, but the the father is requesting advice on I guess how to how to proceed with this this situation, how to just how how to go forward and make it less awkward. Yeah. Um, well, uh, hey Jim, hope you're doing well. <laughs> Uh, also, Matt, your mic is really quiet right now, so I don't know what you did, but go back to what you, you're doing before. Can't hear me? I can hear you, but it's extremely quiet. All right. Well, I might just have to yell. 
great. <laughs> um, but uh, and and the question is, what should the son say back, or what's? I don't really know what the question is. I just kind of thought it was pretty funny, and I thought it would be a good uh, a good add to the podcast. He sends me what? that text today, and I'm like, "What the hell is he talking about? And what is a <laughs> just needs to be so much more betting of this?" Um, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it's uh, it's like the guy that a guy that works for him's wife like underling at work <laughs> i'm like jim one he's like calls me after he calls me like 10 minutes after that second text and he's like why didn't you respond to my text i'm like what do you mean why did i respond to that text like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about like i i need to i need more context to be able to make a make a decision on this he's like well what should i say i'm like nothing well, well no the- <laughs> we got it we got it. Matt, are you a are you a single eligible bachelor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's so, be real. Yeah, I, I, no, as as no. such, I'm not in the business of turning these kinds of offers exactly down. Exactly, my you know? point. So far, I, I'm, this I'm just it, like it, she's it, the total package. We we got to do some some research, right? We got to get the name. I don't know. He, he said he saw a picture. I, I, I you know, it, it needs to be vetted a little bit. Is where yeah. I'm going with this one. Matt, I got I got to get my. Back in the day, not maybe just <laughs> two decades ago, these meetups they would they would call them, uh, you know, blind dates as such uh, would happen all the time on the regular. Today, you know, with all the googling, the pre research, you mm-hmm. practically know people before you even meet them. That's not that's not wrong. Little, it's not wrong. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that also happened today. I I'm going over there tomorrow night cause it's my mom's birthday and my dad's birthday on Thursday. So we're celebrating that. Happy birthday, Trouts. A, I'll pass that along. I assume it'll be a topic of conversation. Um, in addition to the fact that I'm giving my mother a leather Harley, uh, biker vest for her birthday yes, that I got a, got a deal on, um, so I'm excited to excited to see that. It's it's actually fun to wear the vest. You put it on, you're like, let me get into a bar fight real quick, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, well, just wanted to <laughs> give a quick shout out to our listeners. Thanks for you know sticking with us here for the first 25 minutes before we talk about anything more relevant. But uh, yeah, appreciate that. Usually this happens before. This kind of this this typically happens before we start, and then you know tonight we just kind of said it's a little bit late, so let's just well, yeah, yeah, we said, should, exactly. It. Let's do it live. <laughs> um, and that's where we're at. All right. So, do you have anything else you want to add, or should we get into the not. no? I'm, I'm eager to get this over with. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Talk with what you want to talk about. Yeah. Well, so I just wanted to say uh, congrats. Uh, let's see, Wes, Nick, David, you, Corey, and myself. Um, great seasons all around and all well-deserving. Wanted to give a quick shout-out to Ryan Heartbreaker that you you barely uh, missed the cut for the playoffs again. Uh, Tough injury sure you were looking, season there. Yeah, I'm sure you were looking forward to that first-round exit a lot. So I'm sorry <laughs> we couldn't make that happen. And then one other quick shout out before we get into some analysis that we've already previewed in the group chat. 
Phil, well done. You got, you know, you were knocking on the door for the last couple of weeks. Um, and honestly, even though we played each other, I had such short memory. Uh, I was at work and randomly was like, oh shit, Will scored 100 this week. And then I realized, no, you only scored 77. So I'm sorry that you could not score triple digits this year. Better luck next year. Uh, you really, you really fought through the end. Yeah, Anything better luck next that? year, Will. Nope. Good yeah, okay. luck next year, Will. Um, so should we uh, just preview uh, the matchups that we got going on for the playoffs? Yeah, and make yeah. I predictions. Think, I think I, I like that. Preview this week's matchups. Bold prediction for winner. Bold prediction for loser of winner bracket and loser of loser bracket. I don't think we care about the winner of the loser bracket. Definitely don't care. Ross. That, yes, that will obviously. be Ross. We yeah. move on. So I think yeah. that's how we do it. So let's start with maybe a, a preview. All right. This week's uh, matchups. So uh, we'll start with we'll start with the mine because the other one has a little more uh, drama behind it. But first matchup, we have the number three seed who you know missed out on a tiebreaker to being having a first round bye this week. Uh, that's me playing Corey, the number six seed that snuck in and kicked Ryan out. So I was looking forward to playing Ryan. Um, couple good teams, uh, but. Think I'm the strong favorite in this, and I'm feeling pretty good about my chances. Uh, hopefully, I don't eat crow come Sunday or Monday. But looking across my lineup, you know, Tom, number two quarterback on the season, uh, he's playing New Orleans, which definitely hasn't won yet there, but he still puts up good fantasy. No, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Zeke, lots of talk on that, but he's a perfectly fine RB2. Unfortunately, he's not the RB1, but on the season, he is an RB1. And then we got Dalvin Cook playing the Bears, so I feel very good about that as long as Madison isn't a close contact with uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Can you imagine? Tell him to go like hang out with Justin Jefferson for me. I mean, I would, that'd be, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Get like cough uh, on him or something. My God, yeah. The past 24 hours, the NFL is just falling apart. And then, you know. Godwin with Tommy Godwin without Antonio Brown is just an absolute stud. Uh, and then got some good pieces with Brandon Cooks playing Jacksonville. I'm eager to see who is going to trust picking up either the Houston defense or the Jacksonville defense, which are the top two free agent defenses this week to play them in the playoffs. Let's see if anyone's got the balls. Uh, so overall, I like the matchups and I like my team projected for 99.4. Corey uh, Dak has been on a bit of a slump. Uh, Playing the Giants, but a bit of a slump nevertheless. Barkley playing Dallas, and I do think Dallas should be the heavy favorites. Then you got Freeman playing Baltimore with Lamar possibly out. Might be a bit of a hindrance. And then Jamar Chase is certainly going to get his points, and he's double stacking uh, the Cincinnati wide receivers against Denver. Denver's a solid defense. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. And then Mark Andrews, another Baltimore. Is he really the number one tight end? Yeah, because he had that 30 saw that. outing. Yeah. Um, but another Baltimore player with uh, uh, Lamar possibly out. Feel pretty good about that. And then Tyler, a wild card. And then the Browns defense and Dustin Hopkins. So I feel good just matchups alone. And then a couple other interest statistical stats here. You know, over the season, if I just looked week to week, I would have beat Corey 11 of the 14 weeks, six. Uh, over the past six weeks, I would have beat him five of the past six weeks. Uh, 
So I feel pretty good about that. And then my little Monte Carlo analysis, now that we have 14 weeks of data, it's getting pretty accurate here. I got a 65% chance of winning according to that. So all things point positive. I feel like I'm going to be into the next round. Nice. Well, that was a very uh, a strong endorsement of yourself. So congrats for doing that. I would say... You are deaf. I agree. You're the favorite. And I also would say, no offense to Ryan, but I think the six best teams made the playoffs this year with Corey. I think Corey's team is like somehow, somewhat, he always has a sneaky good team. And I think your team for sure project, projections show it. And I think the eye test shows that it's the stronger team. I do think there is some, there is definitely a chance Corey can win this game because he's got all those like, he's got a lot of guys that are like, kind of scary right he's got like scary in the sense that like they can go off if they put it together Barkley can go off Chase can go off T Higgins had a couple weeks where he dropped 20 Andrews can go off and Tyler Lockett can drop 20 pretty easily too so obviously you're hoping that you don't have an unlucky you know aggregation of pop-off weeks for Corey's team but I will say there is a chance and then, yeah. you know, I would say maybe in your flex too, there's a little bit of concern there with, I think it, injuries are going to be helpful to you if they keep what's-his-face out, the main guy in Henderson. New England or... Uh, David Harris. Yeah, or then also, or if Henderson, that was the next guy I was going to list, is out and you can flip in Sonny Michelle. Uh, don't know... Haven't looked into those injuries this week, but if one of them's out, then I think your team's chances pop up even higher, obviously, because you're going to have a, a starting back without a timeshare in your flex. Um, so, yeah. Also, your defenses have been going off pretty well, so see what happens if Cowboys can get like a pick six or something this week. That would help you. But, yep, agree with that, all that. The one thing is – Agree, Corey could go off. He did last week, 130. Of course, I uh, did top him with 143 this week. And then prior to this past week, he hadn't scored 400 since week seven. So agree with everything you said. There's always a chance. This is fantasy football. Uh, this is why we play the game, but I'm feeling confident going in. Should we move on to yeah. your matchup? Yeah. I, I, would, I would also, I guess my last thing, yeah. I don't think Swift is going to be back this week, but if he is, that's another yes, guy that who can go one. off yeah. to. Um, I do agree with that. Here's my only last my last question before we move back, move to the other matchup. How disappointed were you <laughs> that Corey is here instead of Ryan? No offense to Ryan, but I think that would have been I would have said that was a ninety percent chance you win that game versus this one. I would say it's like sixty. Yeah, well, interesting. Uh, agreed. Definitely disappointed. Honestly, did not crunch the numbers going into uh, the weekend. I was I thinking was, it was definitely going to be up to. <laughs> um, I, I definitely, Ryan was like guaranteed the spot, and I was only focused on if I could sneak in a buy versus yeah. who I was playing. Um, you almost did. I think you I got the six highest score there by yeah. like a point and a half over Ross. Oh, man, Ross. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, d- definitely, you know, look, love our commissioner dearly. Uh, really just was rooting for him to be a playoff team. Leave it at that. Yeah, I doubt that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so let's flip to the other one. The uh, you know America's game of the week, obviously. For sure. So wait, arguably, what? Yeah, go ahead. What stage do you want? Do you want America's game of the week? Do you want Sunday night football? Do you want Monday night football? Do you want Thursday night football? What's the this, stage? This is not. This is not the Jaguars versus the Jets. This is not Thursday night football, Chris. Uh, this is your. But it's a good question, though. It's is it America's game of the week or is it Sunday night football? I, 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 you rule out Monday night football too, in my opinion. Those games this week is a good one, yeah. but you know it's, it's wishy washy. This is Sunday night football. Yeah, you're you're you got it on the money there. That, that's a good correction. This is two elite teams for yeah two two elite teams in a heated rivalry battling in the playoffs. Right. This is the marquee matchup. This is this is. Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels sprinkled in with maybe a little. No, there's no Mike Tirico. This is Al Michaels. This is this is the big one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously <laughs> David's projected to beat me by. It, it was saying like 13 before he must have changed somebody. It's at 10 now. Um, so obviously, I would say he's the favorite. Um, but I'm going to win. That's a fact. I mean. <laughs> uh, you know, it's supreme confidence, right? I mean, I'm gonna. I got Darnell Mooney, who's been crushing it lately. I think, and don't quote me on this, but uh, between the last two weeks, you know, in total, I think he's put up 4.6 points. So my wide receiver two slot is solid, and he's got freaking Debo Samuel there. Like, what a scrub! I mean, this guy, it's like, does he even know how to assemble a fantasy team? Like, come on. Um, so that's where I'm thinking. I see a real key a real key uh, mismatch in my favor is, is Darnell Mooney uh, just destroying Debo Samuel on Sunday. Actually, D- or, uh, Darnell's playing Monday. Uh, so I, I think that's one that's really in my favor. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, winning on the heels of, of a, a big Darnell Mooney game. Um, but in, to be honest, obviously I think David's got a, Somehow his record six and eight, but he's got a really solid team. I mean, not Jonathan Taylor, clearly number one back. He's got the second and third receivers right now in fantasy. Um, I'm a little afraid of uh, what was I going to say? Ah, never mind. Jalen Hurts has also been really great, really good this season. Um, fantasy wise, yeah, fantasy wise. Speaking fantasy wise. Um, so he's got a lot of good guys, like I said, projected to be me by 10. So, uh, you know, everyone loves an underdog, right? So, you know, today I'm, I'm, I'm America's team this week, you know, America's team playing in, in Sunday night football. And I think, you know, the little engine that could, can Kyler drop 40? Can Antonio Gibson get a couple scores after his garbage week last week? You know, can, uh, can Stefan Diggs recapture the magic that he had um, for a couple weeks there? Same with Darnell Mooney for a couple weeks there. Can Gusecki get in the end zone for the first time in 10 years? I, you know, we don't know. Can Javante Williams break off a big one? We'll see. So I think it's kind of similar to the analysis of the first game. Obviously, I'm the underdog, but I think I got a lot of guys that can put up big points if the you know the stars align. So we'll see. And also, he's got Jonathan Taylor who can put up 30 and Justin Jefferson who can put up 30. So, Debo can put up 25. So, we'll see. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> great. So, a few, few 
thoughts, comments, opinions. I'd say definitely Sunday night football, but you know, two juggernauts going to have to go ahead and say, this is like, you know, the Cowboys playing the giants a couple of years ago when the NFC East just needed to be to make the playoffs. Um, it's a, it's a marquee matchup for sure. Everyone's looking forward to it. Everyone's going to tune in. Can I, can I ask no one quick, got, quick no question? No one really has got any faith or belief in either of these teams winning the championship. So well, let's, let's play. And you think there's bit. faith in, 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 in your, in your squad? Are you, uh, yeah, yeah. Can I ask one question? I just have oh, one question. Oh, you mean the squad that in the regular season has beaten both the number one and number two seed, swept the number one seed, and uh, is one and zero against the number two seed? Yeah, I do. I think my got a chance. I just, I just have a quick question. Yeah, go for it. Did your squad beat the number okay. four seed is, in, in the regular one, season? Yes. I'm the Patriots yeah. of. Uh, Fancy football. You start off a little that's, slow. That's a lie. That's a lie. You have regular season dominance. I have more podiums. We all know, we both know that. That's. Well, uh, I would. By the way, look back check, at it. Check. Yeah. Go with the little <laughs> fantasy history app. There's a pretty clear distinction between the quality of my uh, my dominance over the past seven seasons and years. It's kind of night day. Honestly, how, how so? You where, won. There's a world where you you, you know David. He doesn't have the ring. Doesn't have a couple rings, so he can't get it. But if he gets a ring, he might have claim to uh, say he's better than you in fantasy. Just saying. There's a world. That is not this world. Dave has never beat me in the playoffs <laughs> until maybe this week based on, based on these projections. But um, we'll see. Uh, as I, I recall, well, have you beaten me in the playoffs? Have you beaten me in the playoffs I don't before? know how many times we each other. But, um, I know there was at least that one time. And I think I, oh, yes. I yeah, yeah, that's I right. I won the championship time. that year against you. I think, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You, wow. Good job. Get our fact checkers on that one. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but anyways, a little analysis on the current matchup here, <laughs> looking at your team and Kyler's got a real chance at a bounce back game. He's projected 21 points. I think there's a world where he gets 30. He's fallen behind. Tommy and MVP rankings. Arizona's just been a little sluggish on offense, and Kyler didn't have performance last week. So I could see him having to bounce back. I do think Gibson is trash. <laughs> He's just straight trash. Uh, where he gets benched, and uh, uh, I'd be worried there. Eckler, stud, but hopefully he can. They seemed optimistic after the game, but. Everybody seems optimistic. And then here we are with Antonio Brown missing four weeks and faking a Vax cards. Can't really trust the coaches. Um, Diggs against Carolina is a tougher matchup. Buffalo's been up and down, but got to feel generally good there. It's amazing that there's a playoff team starting a Chicago wide receiver, but here we are with Darnell Mooney. Uh, best of luck to you. And then everybody else is perfectly fine for where they are. And then on David's side, Jonathan Taylor, guy by there, playing New England, so you know he's going to get two points. Uh, that could really crush David's hopes and dreams. But Miles Sanders is coming back healthy. Uh, it's an uptick in his team for sure. And then Jonathan has a juicy matchup. Debo's got a juicy matchup. And then Rashad Penny, complete wild card, really trusts the Hawks running backs here in the playoffs. So, I mean, there's a ton of potential for both teams to lay a goose egg or – you know, score a hundred plus. Uh, so I, I, I agree. David's the, the favorite, but I was, I would say not by much. And a couple things that back that up 
let's see, the, over the season, 14 weeks, David has be, been you in a head-to-head, if we look each week, uh, exactly seven times. Uh, so seven divided by 14, that is 50%. And then in the past six oh, wow. weeks. That's kind uh, of a fun fact. And in the past six weeks. So David one compliment I'll give you. Thanks. Here's another good one. Past six weeks, David has beaten you exactly three times. So again, three divided by six, that is 50%. Um, so Thanks a lot of 50 math lesson, stuff. by the way. Thanks. And then my little Monty, David, squeaking out a, a favorite by 54% is the, the chance of winning. So we'll see. I'm excited. This Play fantasy. Uh, I'm not going to say who I'm rooting for. Honestly, just looking for another uh, painful defeat for one of you guys by, you know, a point on Monday night would be ideal. Yeah. So I I think I in our head to head matchups, just continuing on with this, we split, continuing the fifty percent thing you had going there. Um, I'm pretty sure I beat him by a small margin, and he blew me out of the water in round in the second one. But I think I like squeaked on. I think that was the week I scored 74 and got in the top six, which is pretty funny. Um, the point I'm coming to, though, is whenever we play a game that matters, it's, it is within five points. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know how the universe does it. But it's always within five, and it goes either way, right? But they're always close. Someone might jump out to an early lead in the noon games or something like that. And then somebody, and then all this, let's say I jump out to a lead in the new games and Debo Samuel drops. Oh, I guess they're playing at Atlanta. Point being, somebody, so, the point is, somebody, it, it goes back and forth. You get a little confident or you get a little down and all of a sudden it, it changes. It's, it's really weird. I don't know why, how, how uh, the good Lord does it. Um, uh, happy birthday to him, by the way, in a couple days here. Man, um, he works in mysterious ways. Doesn't he, Matt? Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting, and I am I'm projecting based on my uh, my critical analysis and mathematical models that this one will be closer than the experts predict. Right? The experts say David's going to win by ten. I don't know who's going to win, but it's going to be closer than the uh, the experts predict. I would take I would take uh, if you're if you're betting this one in Vegas. I would uh, I would take me against the spread. That's what I'm saying. So can't, can't disagree there. It's my advice to the gamblers. We got West. That's my advice. Yeah. To you. <laughs> um, well, great. Should we, uh, you know, pick our overall winner of the oh, yeah. and loser Let's of the it. losers? Let's do it. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Nick winning his first championship over over me. Uh, in the final, you know, Nick's been an absolute stud. Median score for the season has been 110, which is kind of crazy. Uh, he's had two two down weeks in the past four weeks, but other than basically zero down weeks the entire season. The one wild card when I'm deciding between Wes or um, Nick, and quite frankly, I don't know the facts, so please let me know. I think James Conner... If Chase Edmonds comes back, Wes's team takes a, a huge, pretty huge hit because he banked on James Robinson being his kind of stud running back. He had a plethora yeah. of running backs, and turns out uh, maybe James Robinson doesn't suck, but certainly does. So I don't know. No, that's no, that's my one advantage. Suck. 
but yes, but but George Kittle's also been on a tear. So you know, both teams are really good. Both teams are deserving their first round buys. So I'm gonna take Nick. How are you? Yeah, the James Conner thing. I've been thinking about that for a while now. Um, waiting for Chase Edmonds to come back and take a hit into his team. I will say, I think James Conner is clearly the, the number one back, even when Chase Edmonds comes back, which I think is going to be this week from what I've seen. Um, now, West doesn't have to play this week. I assume Chase Edmonds' role will gain momentum in the game in the games where West needs James Conner the most in weeks 16 and 17. Um Obviously, a strong team. I think even without Adam Thielen, Nick is still the best team top to bottom. Um, he's had some down weeks lately where he hasn't been popping off like he was at the start of the year. But I'm going to buy the Chiefs' comeback and like pick up that they've had lately and say that Ty- or Travis Kelsey's like down weeks down week last week at least it's gonna be a blip on the radar and i could see Mahomes starting to it seems like they're starting to figure it out again and start to click and i'm gonna give it to nick i think he's been the most consistent year over year or uh season over all season so i was meant to say and i think it's the best bet anyone frankly anyone in the playoffs could win but i think nick's the best bet and i'm projecting you to be the loser of the winner bracket all right. Just so you know. That sounds about right. And I'll take you as the loser of the winner bracket as well. All right. So here's so my other question. 50% oh. alignment on our, uh, our guesses there. Yep. And then loser bracket. Loser. Before we do this, this is one last, uh, one last little thought I got for you here. So there's a world where you and I both lose this week, and therefore we are competing against each other to not be last in the winner's bracket. So, sorry, I, I, um, I don't mean to be a, a terrible co-host, but I completely missed what you were saying. I was reading uh, a work email. No, no worries. Uh, so I was saying that there is a world where you and I both lose this week and therefore we are competing for not getting last place in the winner's bracket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be that would be the Sunday night football match. Y'all want. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean, the world where you and I meet in the championship. Yeah, no, I, I, that's the more likely scenario. Um, but my point is, David proposed a, a punishment for the loser of the winner bracket and the loser of the loser bracket. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what that punishment was? Uh, I don't, actually, but I remember him proposing that. The losers have to kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yes yes that was with yeah well yeah. Um, yeah yeah so here's my question to you yeah you lose the winner's bracket who are you rooting for to lose <laughs> the loser's bracket uh, that is a great question you know i gotta go i gotta go uh wilmo at this point you know will wilmo and i as we all well hot and cold love fast of each other uh just have a feisty relationship, us, and I think we'd make a beautiful couple. How about you? Who's, uh, who, who's the dominant one in that makeout session? Well, I, I <laughs> that's that's see, that's the problem. You know, it's, I think it could be a, a crazy battle of. It really would be. It would be a good show. <laughs> It'd be a good show. 
Nice. Might, be on, H- might be on HBO pay per view. Who knows? Yeah, not not for the uh, not for the porn aspect, but for the like late night UFC fight kind of deal. Yeah, Elfmet. That's a tough one. Um, just looking through the names here. You know, I don't have any uh, enemies. I would say or uh, frenemies. I guess in uh, in the loser bracket here. Uh, you know, my my two frenemies are in the winners bracket. Uh, be you know you and David. Um, but you know, maybe I'll pick Galen. A little, little Southern cooking. You know, see how they do it down south. I'll go with Galen. Mm. Some uh, little Creole maybe, yeah. on his lips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Maybe a little leftover gumbo in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I had. Um, oh, I guess who who do we actually think is going to yeah. lose? I think Eric's going <laughs> to. I think Eric's going to lose. Eric, great, great uh, guess. Uh, Actually, maybe Ryan. <laughs> that's who I'm going with. I'm going with the guy that was on the cusp of a playoff. Birth, uh, but I'm going to take Ryan. You know, Eric's season long. If we use the same logic for the winner, it, sh- it should be Eric. Eric's got the lowest median for the season. Consistently bad performances. Will's been um, Look at Ryan's team. hot as of late, so to speak. Uh, and he's had a couple, you know, like 95 you get a couple 95 performances you're not going to lose the loser bracket you need those 40 to 50 pointers in the past what five weeks ryan's had like three 50 point performances or something like that uh sub 50 performances and almost had that uh almost took nick's other record for worst week of all time away from him uh but was able to save stay away from that so i'm gonna take ryan but eric perfectly good guess yeah, I, I, I'm looking at Nick's team. I or not Nick. I'm looking at Ryan's team. I'm, I got to change. It's Ryan, and <laughs> especially if Elijah Mitchell. He, he has more than a concussion out here, and he's got like a like a knee injury or ankle or something that might be holding him back too. And if he doesn't have him, it's like oh shit, man. I don't know where that, where that team's scoring points. I'll just well, let me do one quick Galen check and just make sure that. But I think he's got some guys that I would. Yeah, he's got Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Ryan. I'm going Ryan. <clears throat> Sorry, bud. Well, on the bright side, the one thing I'd like to say, uh, mark your calendars, everybody, because this upcoming Chris draft, is making out with Ryan. Yeah, and we're it's happening in Vegas after I win the championship this year. So let's do, let's. I'm saying 2022 draft. Let's do it in Vegas or or Nashville. But let's let's make a destination mm. of it. Eric's still waiting for the invite to the uh, family condo in Florida. A lot of options out there. What's happen this year? I I like I love the idea. I like the idea of Nashville. It was a whole lot of fun. I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> Alrighty. Best of luck, everyone. Yeah. Good luck. Tune in. Big matchups this week, guys. David, fuck you.